Welcome to Let's Talk Learning Disabilities with Lori Peterson and Abby Weinstein. Lori and Abby spend their days talking about dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, and ADHD. They talk to parents of struggling students and adults who have had a lifetime of academic challenges. They want to share those stories along with their own insights with you. So, let's talk learning disabilities. This is Lori. And this is Abby. And welcome to episode number 69 of Let's Talk Learning Disabilities. How are you today, Abby? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, thank you. Um, I think we're both doing pretty well considering our topic for today that we've both been struggling with significantly over several months. Yeah, it's kind of been a beatdown. Yeah. So we just wanted to jump on today and talk a little bit about the ADHD medication shortage. Talk a little bit about why it's happening, if you haven't already read about it, and then maybe some solutions to get you through until this gets back on track, assuming that ever happens. Hopefully it does happen. Have I, you read Have you read anything about when it's supposed to get back to normal, if, whatever, so, if it does? Well, the last thing I read back in February, which has been a while now, they were predicting that the supply shortage would end by early it was back actually yeah it was the beginning of february they were expecting it to end by the end of february then they were expecting it to end by march april Mm. well here we are in june yeah and i personally have not been able to get my adhd medication i take adderall which is um, one of the stimulant adhd medications the generic version, I take 30 milligrams extended release. I have not been able to get my hands on it for two months at all. Previous to those two months, it was a beating to try to find it. I had to sit on the phone for 30 minutes to an hour calling every pharmacy in the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. And I would be able to find it from somewhere. Eventually. Eventually. Didn't I, I steal it from you one time? I think one I time I got to Walmart did. ahead of you and I got the prescription because we right. take the same thing. Yep. They yep. had told me they had it. And when I got there, they said, we're out of it. Someone else got it. Um, so I've driven as far as 30, 45 minutes to a pharmacy That's to obscene. obtain it. Now, for the last two months, I cannot find the generic anywhere at all. Well, and the trick is, is that, you know, you just can't transfer your prescription from one pharmacy to another. So if you find it somewhere, then you have to get your doctor Call back the doctor. to get the prescription in. And they got it's got to happen fast enough before, some, before someone exactly. swipes in and steals your pills. Because it's a controlled substance, it can't be transferred. And what the pharmacist like at Walmart was telling me the other day is that they will occasionally get it in. Like they said, we don't have it today. We're going to order it. It'll be here in one to two days. When they order it, unfortunately, they may only get a bottle of 100. So that's three patients that get, you know, a 30-day supply. And then they're... they're, And so then it's gone again. And theirs is probably delayed. And theirs is delayed. Because just because they put the order in. So I will tell you, there are a few things we have found if you have these, if you have the luxury of these services. My son also takes generic Adderall. Um, His dad is able to get it through his mail order. And he gets 90 pills of generic Adderall delivered to the house. They keep it stocked. I have no idea how. That's amazing. I know. So if you have the mail order. Mail order prescription Yeah, plan, if that's a service through your insurance, 
try that. Right. Um, I have had to go broke and I, over the last couple of months, have had to get name brand name Adderall, brand. which is there's it's plentiful. Yes, there's plenty because it's two hundred and twenty five to two hundred and fifty bucks for, for a, a month, month supply. Um, and, and most people's insurances insurance plans are not covering the name brand. Right. Well, you know, you don't have. I don't have insurance. insurance so you pay irrelevant. cash anyway. Yeah. But like for me, I have health insurance. My health insurance historically has always covered the generic for me. In fact, it's very cheap. I think I pay $25 for a month's supply. But now the only thing available is the name brand. My insurance won't cover it. It's going to cost which me I think $250 is, I think for sucks, a month, right? like they which should, I can't afford. Insurance should step up. They should step and up. And they should pay for the name brand, even if it's even if it, even if it they cut the cost in half. Exactly. I you would know? be willing to pay half of it. But to just not cover it at all when there's such a shortage. And it's yes. not just the Adderall anymore. It started out as just Adderall. Right. But I've heard of Focalin and Concerta, all the things that have Vibance, a generic. All the stimulants Ritalin. that have a generic. Mm-hmm. Um, are There's a shortage. Yes. So because everyone's just jumping from medicine to medicine. And, and what I've read is that the shortage, the supply shortage started during COVID when companies couldn't get their hands on materials needed to produce things as easily but then that supply shortage just kept continuing on and growing more and more dire so that combined with the increasing prevalence we're seeing weekly of people being diagnosed with ADHD. Well, and the accessibility to get a diagnosis. And that's something I've read a lot about is that some of the newer companies that have come online where you pay like a hundred bucks and you can get online with somebody and within 30 minutes you're diagnosed and have a prescription, which is a little, I mean, we can talk about the ethical nature of that or a a little shady. And so there's a lot of people that are maybe getting a prescription that don't necessarily need it or Mm -hmm. aren't really truly you know, identified appropriately. Right. And they're taking it away from those of us that have an accurate diagnosis. You know, we're adults. Truly need it. We yeah. can we can get by, but think about the kids in school, which mm-hmm. thank goodness it's summer, but it won't be, it, you know. Right. And it hasn't been for several months. So, the you know, the, the fact that these kids are going without it breaks my heart because, you know, now we've seen how great, you know, all the improvements and I'm performing so much better in school and then it's like, er, Yes. We're taking it away. We're t- taking it away from you. It's terrible. So so one other thing, you know, in addition, like Lori mentioned, you know, she found that through the mail order pharmacy subscription service, she was able to find it. Um, another thing that attitudemagazine.com recommended is checking some of your local pharmacies, like that are not big name brands, pop. more of the mom and pop local pharmacies, smaller pharmacies, they have less less patients, less clients. They're more like compounding pharmacies. Right. So that is something to consider. In addition, you may want to consider talking to your prescribing physician about a non-stimulant ADHD medication to try in the meantime while the ADHD stimulant medication shortage is continuing on. The thing about non-stimulants is I don't have a lot of experience with them, but what I do know is that they don't work immediately. You need to let it build up in your system and you do have to take it every day. Mm -hmm. But compared to taking nothing, 
It's better than nothing. It could be better than nothing. So it's definitely worth trying. And there are are several out there now. It used to just be Stratera. Mm -hmm. Now I think there's three or two or three, three or four, somewhere in there. There's several options. So it's a great, and I do think they come in in generic. So you're not stuck with the name brand issues as well. So that is an alternative um, as far as a prescription medication goes. There are also some other medications that don't necessarily, um, that aren't, uh, developed for ADHD, but they have found, um, and I'm not going to be able to think of the names, but I'm going to tell you there is one for narcolepsy Yeah, that is very commonly prescribed for ADHD. Helps with focus and, and, and attention. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it's prescribed for it. So, you know, yeah. Google narcolepsy medication used for ADHD. It'll tell you the name. Yeah. It might be something to talk I to your doctor I've about. I think I've even heard of like blood pressure medications helping with yeah, attention and focus or some anxiety medications or some... Um, it's crazy that there are even some antidepressants like mm-hmm. Welbutrin. I think in some instances, in some instances, you know, they have there have been studies that show it improves focus. It's worth and having the conversation with your doctor. Exactly. It may not be a good fit for you. It may not be something you a road you want to go down, but it's an option. It is an option for sure. But there are some additional solutions or some recommendations in addition to really trying to exhaust your options as far as finding your medication, talking to your physician about alternatives to your medication. Um, One thing that is recommended while you're out of your medication or you don't have your medication to in order to maintain that routine that you're used to taking it at the same time every day, replace it with a multivitamin. A multivitamin can only help you. It can't hurt you. And start stay on that routine. If you're used to, like I'm used to taking my ADHD medication at 7 a.m. every morning before I leave for work, then a good alternative is to take a multivitamin and remember to take it at the same time every day so that you're replacing, instead of skipping a dosage of medication. And, and also, you know, Sometimes that quote unquote placebo effect can actually help people. So Mm -hmm. if you tell yourself you're taking this vitamin to help you with your focus and concentration, maybe you can trick yourself into focusing. You can trick yourself into. And honestly, once the medication shortage, if it ever comes to an end, and once you get back on your medication, keep taking the vitamin. Keep taking the vitamin. Now you're just doing. Now you're just improving your health. Yep. Um. So also there are you know. You want to manage the side effects to any new medications that you've added, whether it be, you know, a new ADHD medication, one of those non-stimulant medications, um, multivitamins, uh, any kind of supplements. But you want to manage the side effects that come with those with diet and supplements. So making sure to keep a fairly healthy diet that can really help you manage your symptoms manage the side effects, taking multivitamins. Um, in addition to, I there used to be a book, or it probably is still out there. It's old now. I think it was maybe, I don't know, copyrighted in 2012 or maybe even earlier, but it's called the LCP Solution. L, capital L, capital C, capital P. Unfortunately, I can't remember. We can put a link in the show the notes. What the LCP stands for, but it's all about natural alternatives to managing ADHD. 
And that's where I first learned about how much diet can impact your ADHD symptoms and different supplements and minerals and vitamins. So you can check out that book, The LCP Solution. Can we talk a minute about exercise? Yes. Exercise, even on meds, even on meds, but without meds, Mm -hmm. exercise can do amazing things for your attention and focus. So a 20 minute walk in the morning and a 20 minute walk in the evening when you get home, you're not having to like go do a four hour spin class, right? Just activity, any kind of exercise really does help your focus. And I'm going to just tag that also with And this is something I, again, I really wish I did more frequently is meditation. Mm -hmm. I have read so many studies about how meditating, even for just five minutes a day, can really help improve your ability to focus. Now, as somebody with ADHD, remembering to do that every day, it's hard. (laughs) remembering to do the healthy things is hard, but I know I've done it and I can tell a difference and it's just maintaining Mm -hmm. the regularity of it. With meditation also, I think it's much harder for those of us with ADHD to find that that quiet space in our head because we often do have hyperactive brains that are going, you know, a mile a minute and thinking of a million thoughts. So obviously meditation takes some practice and um, consistency. There are apps that can help mm-hmm. you with it, like Calm or there are a lot a of different meditative apps. apps. But, you know, I think the interesting thing about meditation is, is the whole goal is it's not it's not that you just clear your head for two or three minutes or five minutes, but it's it's about bringing your your thought back to your breath. Right. Your, so you yes. focus on your breathing. Your mind's going to wander. Everybody's mind wanders. But it's the bringing it back. And it's that practice of bringing it back to focus. Right on something, one thing, and that trains your brain, it's fascinating. Our brains are amazing. It almost helps, I think, you like be able to self-manage and be more aware of your body and your symptoms and what you're experiencing. And so you can be um, more aware of that and meditate. The thing with movement, exercise is very important. Movement, you know, even with with children, for example, you know, if you're a parent listening and you have young kids that are not involved in any sports or karate or whatever it may be, um, it could even be, you know, having them do 20 jumping jacks in the morning before school or walking the dog with you around the block or jumping on a mini trampoline or doing some push-ups. So any kind of movement... Even brain breaks, you know, when they get home from school before they have to do homework or they get home from camp during the summer before you have them do their summer reading or their summer enrichment paperwork. Incorporate movement. Um, Brain breaks. There is a, a website called Go Noodle, which has a lot of fun clips you can put on, you know, that range from two to five to maybe even seven minutes at the most. And it will walk your child through, you know, dancing to a song or copying different movements and using, you know, the left side and the right side of their body. And so it's really giving them a brain break and helping their brain slow down and refocus and get a lot of the energy and activity out of them. And I think even if you're home all day with your kids right now, just having those structured break times Mm -hmm. where everyone gets together and does an activity, a physical activity or something, it just, it helps keep the calmness. And then on top of that, back to the structured part, like making a structure, making a schedule for them over the summer, Things are a little bit 
wacky and nobody has a real schedule sometimes. So creating some sort of structure that every day we do this and then we do this and then we do this so mm-hmm. that they feel that same structure that they've had during the school year because ADHD brain, point. it craves structure. It does crave structure and consistency. So, you know, I, I like that idea. I think that's very important to build structure into your day as an adult, your child's day, even still making to-do lists and checklists. For the younger ones, you can make picture checklists, put them on their bathroom mirror. Um, older people, you know, we can use apps and different technology to build structure into our day. You know, there's also, um, as far as natural treatment options, I mentioned that book that I read, The LCP Solution, and that's where I first learned about DHA and omega-3 fatty acids. So DHA, I believe it's a mineral or it's it's a kind of omega-3 fatty acid that helps your brain function and it helps with focus and concentration and distractibility. And what's really interesting, I've noticed in the last like eight to 10 years, DHA is now being added to a lot of different products you can buy for your kitchen. So if you have a grocery store, mostly I've seen it at natural grocery stores like Whole Foods Market, Central Market, Market Street, but they have milk you can buy with DHA added to it. They have breakfast bars with DHA added, cereal so clearly bars. Clearly, it's doing something snack good. bars. So you can build that into your child's day. You know, you may not be able to get them to eat fish. And we know that fish oils help with brain function and manage some ADHD symptoms. But the omega-3 fatty acids, the DHA, um, also another way to get omega-3 fatty acids are from flax seeds. So... You know, you may not cook a lot or make a lot of recipes where you could just hide some flax seeds in it, but ground flax seeds, it's a powder, has no taste at all. You can put it in brownies. You can put it in your smoothie in the morning, in your child's cereal. You can Mm -hmm. put it in anything. So keep in mind DHA, omega-3 fatty acids do help with kind of that quote-unquote normal brain function. That's super important. Mm-hmm. I don't eat any fish, so I have to take my fish yes, oils every night. Yeah. You are anti-fish. I'm, I'm anti-seafood. There's also, you know, they say that vitamins such as zinc, vitamin D, iron, uh, magnesium, and ginkgo biloba can also help very much with brain functioning and kind of balancing out and focus focusing the brain and there in turn helping you manage some of your So there ADHD are a lot symptoms. of really good natural remedies out there. And and, and I think even I, I'm, you know, I'm a frequenter of social media. Yeah, there's more. There are so many different things I see. And yes. I'm, I'm, of course, impulsively want to try them all. But right. um, there are so many. Left do and right. your research and, and mm-hmm. do your homework. Look for those studies. Make sure that it's been proven um, to be effective and give it a try. It, you know, normally it can't really hurt to try and see if you notice a difference. Right. But on top of those natural remedies, there are some different therapies out there too. And I know we've talked about them throughout our podcasts. Yes. Um, I know one that we talked a lot about was biofeedback and biofeedback fascinates me. It reminds me a little bit, if I understand it correctly, of meditation in that mm-hmm. you're training your brain to focus on how your brain- How is, your body's responding. Right. To and how your brain yes. is- is moving and thinking. So I think biofeedback 
is is very interesting. I, there's a ton of research behind it. A ton of research behind um, it. Yep. And I think that's a, something maybe to look into. The other one I know you had done a podcast um, when I was out with mm-hmm. somebody that talked about interactive metronome therapy, which yes. I also am a huge fan of. I am, for short, we call it interactive metronome. Um, there are many different um practitioners or facilities around that have interactive metronome therapy. It's very, very common in occupational therapists offices. Um, Some speech language pathologists have it in their offices, some ADHD type behavior therapy clinics. But look into interactive metronome therapy and read about on interactive metronome.org.com or is it .com? Um, their website, you can read a lot about interactive metronome, and there's been a lot of research studies supporting its effectiveness. Assuming we remember, we'll add all of these to the show, show notes. notes. <laughs> if we can remember, yes, if we, we can about. remember without our ADHD <laughs> medication. Um, there is also, you know, there's mixed, you know, information about essential oils. Abby out is a humongous essential oils fan. I'm going to go ahead and just preface this conversation. Yes. So I actually have been using essential oils for, oh, probably seven years now um, as natural alternatives to a lot of things. And if you know about essential oils or you're interested in learning more about essential oils, do some research online and find the companies that say that they use certified, pure, therapeutic grade essential oils. Because essential oils have a lot of medicinal therapeutic properties. And I just have to one little soapbox thing on making sure you're buying something very pure and that is certified therapeutic grade. You know, if you go to a big box store, for example, where everything's discounted, like Walmart, and they have a bottle of lavender essential oil on their shelf and it's only, let's say, $5.99, and it says on the bottle 100% pure, it is actually in order for them to be able to put 100% pure on the label of their bottle, it only has to contain one drop of pure essential lavender oil in it. The rest of that bottle can be filler. So it could be alcohol. It could be you know, vegetable glycerin. It could be water. It could be a lot of other things. So you're not going to get nearly no. as many benefits as if you're using pure essential oils. So do your research. There's a ton of research about essential oils and there are apps, there's books, but there are a a handful, maybe two handfuls of essential oils that have been shown to be very effective with helping with mood stabilization and attention and focus and concentration and calming down your body and reducing anxiety and just all different things that can help you really manage a lot of your ADHD symptoms. I think, you know, outside of the natural stuff, I like we talked about earlier, like planning for that end of day burnout, right? We all, by the end of the day, our brains are tired. We've been overstimulated all day. So especially off your medication, you want to plan for that. So you want to structure your day. The structure part's important so that you know about this time. And it's going to be a different time for everybody. I need to make sure that I'm, you know, able to sit down and watch TV or 
flip through TikTok or whatever it is that helps you kind of get over that burnout and mm-hmm. rejuvenate a little bit, yeah. you know, a little downtime. Your brain break or your downtime, yep. But I think the most important thing through all of this is the communication. It's communicating with your spouse, with your coworkers, with your friends, if your child's in school, with their teachers, like, hey, I'm, bosses. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. struggling. Like my medication, I, I've, I've been on it for this long. I'm now I'm without it. So, you know, you're asking for a little bit of grace, but also, you know, letting them know, hey, I might need you to remind me mm-hmm. or I might need you to check on me. Right. You know, and just encourage them. You know, I think communication is huge, huge. whether you're on whether you're on medication or not, whether you've ever been on medication, just with ADHD alone. Yes. Because, you know, it's important for people to know that the things that you're doing aren't because you don't care, you don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's because you you want to and you can't. And it's just, it, you're overwhelmed. And so having that open line of, of communication with the people in your life mm-hmm. um, is huge. And I think they will be very receptive to that. I and agree. understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they I think, will be more compassionate, I think, to you, you and the difficulties you're experiencing by you being so forthcoming and vulnerable, vulnerable about I have ADHD. It's typically well managed with medication. I can't take my medication. These are the things I'm struggling with. And even maybe um, communicate some ideas of things you think might be helpful. Absolutely. Whether, again, it be having that conversation with your boss or a coworker or a spouse, a partner, your child's teacher, um, things that you know or have seen that help you getting up and having breaks, multitasking, taking a walk, you know, getting some fresh air, movement, um, fidgeting, whatever it may be that you have found that helps you, let those individuals know, here are some things that can help me if you'll be understanding and, and offer me grace. Having someone proofread your work, yes. your emails, whatever it is. No, I agree. I think I think that one is huge. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, of knowledge about ADHD and communicating your needs. And I think without medication, especially when you've been used to being able to manage it fairly well, Yes, it's uncomfortable. And sometimes you might be, you know, a little bit scared they're going to judge or, Mm -hmm. but I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. I think they'd rather know why you struggle with the things you struggle with or your child struggles rather than considering you to be lazy or, you know, you don't care. You're indifferent. Yeah. So hopefully this medication shortage, it's got, I feel like it's got to end eventually. Someone, really something's got to so. give. Something's got to give. Um, you know, hopefully these are strategies that we're going to use temporarily, but a lot of them are, are really, really good to put into place even when you're back on your medication. Right. And Absolutely. so who knows, you may create some new habits right? Um, that only make things better when your medication um, right. is back in stock. But, you know, try some of these things out. If you guys have questions for us, we are more than happy to answer or find the answers because... Lord knows we don't know everything. Um, so feel free to email us at let's talk learning disabilities at gmail.com. If you have suggestions for future episodes or things you'd like to hear from us um, or want more information about any of the things we've talked about, we are open to suggestions. We um, we would love to hear from you. Yes. Visit our website. Our podcast website, www.ltldpodcast.com. You can see all of our various episodes and while you're doing a little downtime in the afternoon, listen to a podcast, listen to a podcast. 
Go for a walk and listen to a podcast. Absolutely. Do a puzzle and listen to a puzzle. Yeah. (laughs) Find your your escape. Well, I hope you guys have a great day. Good luck with the medication shortage. We're going to get through this. We're going to power through. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. In our show notes, you can find information about today's talk as well as links to resources and other episodes. If you have questions about today's talk, have ideas for future episodes, or just want to stay connected, you can contact us through Diagnostic Learning Services on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So let's keep talking learning disabilities. This podcast is sponsored by eDiagnostic Learning. You can find more information at www.ediagnosticlearning.com.